0: Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 249. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. So, before we get on with the show, I have to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash PS. is awesome, and go visit us on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And, all, and, and as always, you can write our show. Um, you can hit us up on awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. If you have any gaming friends out there, any relatives, you know, close to the holiday season, Thanksgiving's up around the bend. Say, hey, have you heard about this awesome podcast? You should check it out. Tell your friends. Anyways, you can leave comments, rate our podcast as you see fit. Help us out a little bit. Throw us a bone. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. You can go ahead and watch our show if you want. So just listening to us yipper-yapper about PlayStation for the next hour. You can watch us do it on YouTube. So, And if you are a new and or long-time listener, you may know. But if you don't know, you're going to know. We have a Patreon. You can support our show for $1 a month. It's a one dollar level it's called the one and only one Dollar club head over to patreon dot com slash p s this is awesome and you can become a one dollar patron of this podcast and we'll send you a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail and we'll also give you a shout out on our show for one dollar a month so if you like it please 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 head over there and-, and throw us a bone um with that out of the way Jake how are you doing
1: so when you said Uh, Something along the lines of If you don't know All I could think of Immediately popped into my head Was that song Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Where he has that line And if you don't know now you know Right You know what I'm saying? I
0: know what you're saying I know the line (laughs) It's a great song
1: It is a great song Everything good? But other than that Other than that uh, Doing pretty good I'm I'm really beat up, but other than that I'm doing fine. I I played hockey two nights in a row and then I spent all day today. We have a uh our lit, our dining room there's a portion of it that extends past the foundation of the house and there's a crawl space under it yeah. that uh is not in, that was not insulated very well. So I've been in a crawl space putting insulation in there. And it's, like, you have, like, literally two feet of headroom. Ugh. So, like, the whole time, you know, you're, like, laying on your back and, like, you're, like, wiggling around and, like, on your elbows and stuff. So, like, my shoulders and everything are all real tight. But <laughs> um, it's a good time. I like I like doing stuff like that, though, that, you know, even though it's hard work, like, it's not – it even though it's a lot of work it's not hard to do because it like feel like you do it and you feel accomplished yeah nothing bothers me more than doing housework where it's like it's it doesn't go the way you hope that it will Mm -hmm. and then you're done with it and you're like not satisfied (laughs) and you're afraid that you're afraid that you cut a corner or you did something you just don't know right yeah so, um and even with this, like I really don't know. Because there there's like a million and one different philosophies about how to insulate a crawl space. Because so, nobody
0: knows. If there was a best way, it would be the only way.
1: Yeah. Well the, the problem is is that it's 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 different depending on what climate you're in and all of that. So um I don't know. I'm just trying to insulate my house better because uh Everything, including utilities, is getting super expensive. Yeah. And I'm really not looking forward to paying my heating bill this winter. So I'm trying to
0: warm things up in the old casa, if you know what I mean. It's a good good idea, man. Yeah, things are good with me. I, I had yesterday off. We're recording this on Saturday. Um, Saturday the 12th, I believe. And uh, I had yesterday off due to the holiday. And uh, I – I, I found myself in a situation recently, and like you, I tried to cut—not cut a corner, but just save a little cash, right? Because everybody's trying to do that nowadays. So my car—I just spent, which is still relatively cheap, like six hundred some dollars for new tires, right? I've only had the new tires on for about—I don't know—two weeks. But I went to start my car about two weeks ago, and I cranked the key, and uh, you could hear the car just work like. And it wouldn't start, and then you try it again. I'm like, that's the fucking starter. It's going. Mm-hmm. So, one, to get it replaced before winter hit, because I don't want to be messing around in a car that won't start in the freezing cold and then just freeze my ass off somewhere. So, what I did was, I bought myself a starter. I put them in before. Our tour van was a 2000, I don't know what year it was, but it was a big Chevy Express. Um, fucking 15 passenger van and I put a starter in that. All I did was drive over a ditch and crawl down in the ditch and just, you know, did it that way and it was fine. It worked. little backyard mechanic uh, trick for everybody there. If you don't have a jack that can jack a half ton vehicle or quarter ton vehicle just drive over a ditch and make sure it's not going to slide on you and just go go lay in the ditch. That's what I did. Um, It worked. So I figured, well, I can do this on my little Toyota Yaris. It's like an eighth of that vehicle, and it shouldn't be that hard. So I get the starter, comes in the mail, and I don't even care about a core charge at this point. Like I just, I just want the piece, I want it done. So my parents have a garage that's got a little more space, and it was rainy. So I said, "Hey, I'm going to bring my car over. I want to, I'm going to put the starter in." So I go over there, and uh, m- my father proceeds to tell me that his jack uh, is no good anymore. So I'm like, "Are you kidding me? So how many?" I don't have a ja- I don't have a car jack. Why would I have a car jack? I don't, except for the one. Are you serious,
1: Fred? You're a fucking. Adult. Well, except
0: for the one that comes jack. with your car to change a spare or a flat. You know that ain't going to work for this. I'm not a mechanic, but I know how to do things. So, <clears throat> anyways, he said. So he doesn't have one either. So he's just as at fault as I am at this point. So, anyways, we buy we buy a jack. We run out. We go havesies on a jack, and we just figure if any of us need it, we'll just share it. So. Not a problem. Uh, I get the car jacked up, get it on jack stands, and I take the cowling off, and I'm laying underneath it, and I don't know if... uh, Man, that Yaris sits so low to the ground. And uh, so I'm down underneath it, and those Toyotas are not easy to get to, so i got to pull the starter off, and I have just a hex... I just have the um, socket wrench, right? And typically, that's all you really need. I don't have pneumatic tools or anything. So I'm fucking pulling on this thing. And I swear I'm either my, – my hand is going to come off. Like it's going to slip and I'm going to hit something sharp and sever my wrist or uh, I'm going to strip the thing. So I'm cranking and cranking and cranking for like 25 minutes and I can't get the full, first bolt off. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is so annoying. And again, where I'm laying and I'm positioned. I can't attach like a pipe to it or anything to get leverage because it's down far enough on the ground that like I, I can't – I don't really have a whole lot of wiggle room, right? So – and I'm not the strongest dude in the world. So then I'm like, hey, you try it because he's giving me shit because I can't get the nut loose. And then so he gets down and he tried. He can't fucking get it loose. So in the meantime, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to just call someone because like I'm just annoyed now. So I've got this starter, and I'm like, no one's going to use my starter and replace it in my car because I don't know any mechanics in the area. But my uncle is a fantastic uh, mechanic. He and his son, and uh, they've been doing auto work their whole lives. And this is like literally a 20 minute job for them, tops. And he just opened a garage in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, where he actually they do inspections and all kind of shit. And I'm like, so I call him up. And I'm like, hey, can I bring the car up, right? And he's like. Yeah, what you know? Just call the shop. Just let them know when you want to bring it in. It's fine. I said, okay, are you guys open on Veterans Day because I got the day off. He's like, n- no, yeah, we are. So just bring it up. What time are you open? Nine. Okay, so it's a two and a half hour drive for me. So I get up at six in the morning on Friday, and I drive my car up there. Starter in the back seat. I roll in. Uh, my cousins there already. They fucking put it on a lift. You know, and on the way there, my ABS light comes on for some reason, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like kind of skidding a little bit and I just put new tires on. So I'm skidding when I shouldn't be. Like they're initiating when they shouldn't and I'm like, what's going on now? So anyways, you put it on the lift. We both crawl underneath it. My car maybe just based on my own assessment maybe has two years left due to all the fucking rust underneath it. But anyways, we get the starter off no problem. We have all the fucking leverage we need. Get the new one on. I go back and I start looking at the tires and my rear tire is pretty much fucking flat. This brand-new tire I just bought. And I'm like, what is going on? So he comes around. We're looking at it. And I'm like, look at the fucking air bubble around the valve stem. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, do I have a bad valve stem? And he's like, well, it looks like he might. So they order a valve stem for me. And this is going somewhere. Anyways, uh, valve stem comes in. They got one that's supposed to – because if you have tire pressure sensors, they come with sensors built in, right? Some do and some don't. And some need programmed and some are supposed to auto program. So we get an auto program valve stem, put it in. um, And uh, he told me wherever I got my tires done, they didn't even fucking seal the tire on the new wheel when they put it on. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. So like I'm like really irritated at this point. My uncle comes up to me. He goes, hey, I just bought a car at an auction. I'm going to try to resell on the lot after I do some minor work to it can you come with me and go pick it I'm like, sure. I just drove two and a fucking half hours. I'll go drive. Where are we going? He goes, Lock Haven. Like you realize that's like an hour and 15 minutes from Clearfield. And he's like, yeah. He goes, it'll be fun. Come on. I'm like, all right, you fucking asshole. So I go, they're doing me a solid. So I go. So another two and a half hours later, I'm back from that trip. So I have like, I don't know, give or take six hours of driving under my belt at this point. And uh, car is done charge me only for the part of the valve stem and uh, life is good. Um, they had to fucking fix the, the, the problem is the sensor on the thing did not recalibrate automatically like it was supposed to. So my tire pressure light's still fucking on the AB lights, a- ABS light at least came off. I'm just so goddamn annoyed. And it's just like so many of you. So I, I drove, I think a cumulative like seven some hours on Friday and I, only I don't know for, to fucking put a starter in my car because I couldn't get the fucking bolt off it. Long story short, it's probably good though because I got the tire fixed for free. I would have just taken it back to fucking Flynn's, but God, I'm so I was so annoyed yesterday. I, I was gonna say I
1: would have just fucking. I mean, I would have called Flynn's and chewed him out. Granted, I guess you can't talk to him till Monday anyway. But yeah,
0: unbelievable. Sounds like they fucked fucked it up. Yeah, for sure they did something wrong. But dude, just you ever just like. Get really irritated about a situation, but it, on the flip side, you're very like thankful that you had the resources to navigate it. But you're still pissed off about the thing. <laughs> like that was my situation. So I was like upset, but I knew like I really had no reason to be upset. Family took care of me. It was just like a little chunk out of my day, you know, seven hours out of my day, yeah, eight hours, nine hours, whatever. But it's solved, anyways, dude. I um, still cheaper than a new car. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know, man. So that was that. And then one of my land, my band, where I just told you before we started recording, uh, Troy brought over this really nice Shore mic that he just bought. And uh, I'm going to start tracking vocals for that record. So it's going to be a blast. So that aside, life has been good, man. How about we talk about PlayStation, though? Do you want to do that? Sure. All right. So we had one feedback real quick. So we had some minor listener feedback. And played by Ken Strikes Again, he writes in, And he says – well, in response to my suggestion on the last episode, episode uh, 248, um, I said maybe we should try to do something at the end of the year for our patrons who subscribe this year because our patrons only about a year old. Um, And uh, maybe we can get together and and do like a game that doesn't like require like much thought and just kind of dick around for a bit. Hot Wheels Unleashed was my suggestion. And then he said – uh, doing some Hot Wheels least sounds like a fun idea. I'd be up for that if it happens at some point. I wasn't much of a fan of the handling for the cars in that game, but it is a good bit of fun. Great episode again. So thanks for writing in, played by Ken. I agree the handling wasn't fantastic, but it's kind of what you expect with a game like that, I think. You know, loosey-goosey. I think they really drive home, like, the, uh, what's that called? Drifting. That's all. Yeah. Any opinion on that, Jake? You, you think that still sounds like a reasonable thing we can maybe try to orchestrate? No promises, but see if,
1: if there's if there's interest. <laughs> if there's sure.
0: interest, we'll do it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I I uh, I think Hot Wheels is is fun, especially if we can do it like on an evening, like on a weekend or something like that, yeah. where what is, you know we can kick kick back, have a couple drinks, maybe you know rip a few rounds of Hot Wheels. That'd be kind of cool. It would
0: be kind of fun, and I think what we could do too is maybe just keep it patron exclusives. Right, like do like a play play with the patrons, and then even if it's just played by Ken, came in with us. That would be fun for you know a little bit. Um, He's been an avid supporter of the show, although I don't know, is he? He is a patron. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely is. I gave him two stickers because I was late on sending him stickers. So uh, yeah, so we'll do that. Maybe maybe we'll post something on uh, Patreon with more details whenever we get closer to that. Um, So let's let's discuss real quick. Because I don't think we really made the decision yet, and we're already well into November, and it's a busy it's a busy month for games to begin with. But what I wanted to do, Jake, was clarify what our PlayStation Plus Game of the Month actually is going to be. And I think that we decided we were going to do the, the the Lego Harry Potter Collection. Was that correct?
1: I thought so. I'm trying to remember what the other two games were, but yeah, I mean, that sounds right.
0: Okay, so for the listener's sake, just to make it official, this is the game we're going to talk about at the end of the month. Um, We've had a lot of conversations (laughs) and shit, Um, and we've got a little special bit of a bit on the show here coming up. But um, So every month, we pick one of the free PlayStation Essential games that are released in that month. Jake and I give them a, a whirl. And then we discuss it on the last episode of that month. So that game this month for November is the Lego Harry Potter collection. So you too can download that game if you're a Plus member and play it a bit. And then join in and uh, share your opinions with us. And uh, we will have that discussion at the end of the show. Now Jake, we haven't had a show topic in a while. And I, I, I pulled this one out of my ass. But I thought it would be a fun one. Um, PSN Profiles has... Updated profiles for us. Anyone, if no one's been there, it's just psnprofiles.com, and you can essentially put in anybody's, um, I don't know, whatever, right? Anybody's user handle or whatever. And uh, it's. Awesome
1: website, by the way. It, it is an awesome website. If you're a website. PlayStation fan, it's an awesome website. And then
0: you can look at that user's PlayStation trophies, and you can sort them from uh, rarity, because PlayStation Profiles knows. How many people own that trophy of the people who I believe have the game? So I thought it would be really, really fun uh, for you and I, Jake, to just quickly review what they consider ultra-rare trophies. And I I believe the requirement for this must be um, under 5% of people have them, I would think.
1: The thing that's confusing about a lot of this is that some sometimes it's like – there's like – it's not always <laughs> – accurate is not the right word because it's accurate. But there's like constraints on the percentages. Sometimes it's based on how many people own the game and how – like here I think it's based on like achievers versus owners, right? right? But I think that like – on the PSN it works differently. So dude it's it's really because PSN now has that if you're on your PlayStation, they now have that rarity thing yeah. whenever you look at your trophies. And I think it's calculated differently. I don't really understand what the difference is.
0: But I like I've the way they before, do it. Here.
1: Yeah. I, I mean I agree with you. I, I I think that it's weird because like owners like what constitutes ownership Within PSN Profiles, do you have to have started the game or is it just you you purchased it? I don't know how they would know like,
0: if somebody only purchased it, right? How would you know that just from somebody's PlayStation Profile?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have to think that you would have, have to have popped at least one trophy. Yeah. But I guess I don't know that, right? Mm-hmm. So – but either way, I mean it's it's cool. Like this, this is really, really neat. Just keep in mind – that if you are looking at your PSN profile like your PlayStation, I'm sorry, if you're looking at your PlayStation and your trophies, you may find that the percentage is different than what you see on PSN profiles and I don't I'm I haven't done any research. I'm sure you could figure it out in like 2 seconds if you googled it, but well, I, there is a difference in the way that it's calculated. I
0: pulled yours mm-hmm. and I pulled mine and we're just going to go over real quick what the trophies that we that we that we popped that they consider to be <laughs> Yours were fucking hilarious. I have one that's definitely a cheat one. My third one is definitely a cheat one because that was a free game for everyone who had VR. So I doubt many people actually fucking played it. But, um, anyways, I'll start with uh, my my most the least rare of my ultra rare is uh, for um what the hell game is that it's uh, squadrons squadrons. Yeah, Star Wars uh, Squadrons. And uh, it's Together Vanguard. Um, I destroyed the cruiser at Kavis without any backup. And uh, 85,616 people own the game. Only 3,500 people have achieved that trophy. So it's 4.09% ultra rare. And it's my most common ultra rare. Trophy, Jake. Let's do one of yours. Why don't you start at the the bottom one? Which I love that this game fucking comes up on your ultra rare trophies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, my the, the 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 least of my ultra rare trophies so is uh, P.S. This is awesome. Staple Warhammer forty k Space Marine, and the 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 uh, trophy is Librarian of Macrog Macrage? Yeah, it's I don't know. M a c r a g g e, and there there were these collectibles in that game called Servo Skulls, and I collected all of them. Which uh, to me, this seems like I can't. Be- this is like one of those trophies where like, I can't believe it's ultra rare. But maybe people just didn't spend that. Much I wonder time
0: with how many Servo Skulls there were.
1: That's a good question. I don't know,
0: but you got them all, and you got them all, and you popped this trophy in July of 2012. <laughs> so. True, ten, 10 years ago, more uh, more than ten years ago. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That is cool. So, all right. So my next, uh, I have six that made the list. Jake had four, so I'll just go through my next two just to kind of bring us up to speed real quick. Um, my next one after uh, that one is 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 uh, I was really big into pinball arcade, and uh, a lot of my involved that game 7,676 owners 1,304 achievers with 3.98 percent people popping this bronze trophy or maybe it's a gold trophy looks like a gold trophy it is black hole master which i completed the standard goals on the pinball machine black hole it's really fucking hard i'll just let you know that all These pinball games were really I, like I fucking mastered a lot of these pinball games when I was playing them, like all the little fucking tricks. And then the next uh, one, okay, yep, <laughs> Jake fucking hates pinball.
1: The next one, uh, no, no, I, I was, I was just, I was looking at the, the owners versus achievers, and I was like, why are those numbers different? And I just noticed that they're it's a they're, different machine, two of those are DLC, yeah. and it says that if it's for the dlc specifically
0: yeah this next one was my was my pride and joy and may 29 2013 uh there's a pinball uh dlc that had monster bash arcade game and then the gorgar (laughs) fucking arcade game the gorgar is the fucking coolest uh pinball machine ever and uh i am the gorgar wizard um there's only 240 achievers of this in the world uh But there's only 1,850 owners, um, which means there's probably really tough to pop any trophies on that DLC. So there's probably a few more owners in that. So it's probably even more rare than I'm giving myself credit for. But it's 3.13%. And for a short amount of time in 2013, I was on the world um, uh, best Gorgar score, uh, top five or something, top 13. I don't know what it it was. I was on the master list. It was amazing. Um so that is my uh, next trophy, Jake. Give me one of yours here. Your next one moving down the list. Oh.
1: So, my next one and it is the only platinum trophy on either of our lists just so the listeners know. Is this is true is uh it can't be for nothing, which is the platinum trophy for The Last of Us on PS3. <laughs> and this was like one of those games that I just I when it came out, I could not get enough of it. Yeah, it was so fucking good. It was so different and so good and so impactful that I had. And and, and the reason why this is so impressive—I don't want to say impressive in terms of like you know gaming feats generally. I just mean for me personally is that if anybody knows me and my gaming habits at all, they know that I fucking hate playing multiplayer games. I just—it's not for me. I just—I've always, for me, gaming has always been kind of like a Zen, escapist experience, not a social experience. So I don't really play a lot of uh, multiplayer games. And a game's multiplayer has to be truly incredible for me to even be willing to try right. it, let alone play it for forty hours. And the sur- the survival, uh, or what, no, what was it called? Was it called the survivor mode? This faction. I can't remember. Yeah, well, it was faction. Was factions the the name of the particular mode? I don't remember because there was like a yeah. I think it was it was faction. I think factions was like the name of the multiplayer, but there was a specific mode that wasn't like it wasn't like a deathmatch or whatever. It was like the mode where you have to like craft shit while you're playing mm-hmm. and stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and you have there's like this meta game about how you have to get your your um your whether you're fireflies or you're the oh, fuck, the militia whatever the hell they're called you have to get them like resources and stuff and if you don't if you like don't do specific tasks during the matches like your you your meta players like your 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 not your teammates but like your your people in the metaverse will will like die and stuff and if you if you don't do it enough like it'll you you have like progress. It's almost like a little mini. Yeah, game it's really hard. It, of this it, multiplayer. You can die. Like when I say die, I mean you can you cannot complete it. And you you have to can use the from mini from game. Scratch. Yeah. So to get the the platinum for the Last of Us, you had to do both the Fireflies and the I can't remember. I I'm, I'm drawing a blank too, on the name yeah. of like the military the military branch side, but um. It's like literally – I'm not even lying. To complete them, it's like 20 hours each. <laughs> so not only did I have to beat The Last of Us like three times to get the platinum trophy for all the single-player stuff. But for the multiplayer, I had to play it for like – I had to play like 40 hours of multiplayer to be able to get the the trophies required for the platinum in this. And that just gives goes out to show you like – how good the fucking multiplayer is, was, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you can't play it now, now anymore, right? Um, I think you still can on the PS4, like, like in the PS3. I don't think they shut the servers down. Not on the definitive so, like, you play, Edition, like, though. N- not on uh, Part 1. Not the, the newest new one. The re- new remake or, or whatever. They don't have it on there. Okay. But, so, like, it's the one thing that has me kind of intrigued about the new Factions game for, from Naughty Dog, because... If I really liked the that mode in the first last of us as much as I did, am I gonna am I gonna spend that much time on a multiplayer game again? I don't know, maybe not. but I've played a shitload of destiny and that's a multiplayer game. I just it, just play it depends by on how it's done, right So it really depends on how they're doing it. but anyway, yeah, I, I really really um, it's one of these trophies that I'm proud of was the last of us platinum. And like, because one of the trophies specifically was beating the game on the survival difficulty, mm-hmm. which is really hard, but also, in my opinion, possibly the definitive way to play the game because it immerses you that much more when you don't have like the super power hearing and all that kind of shit. So um, yeah. Anyway, sorry to ramble on a little bit, but I'm stoked about that
0: trophy. It's a really good trophy. Um, the one that I got that I feel is kind of a cheap shot. It doesn't really count. Is is it's a VR trophy? It's just you have to complete all of the shooting gallery challenges in VR worlds, and uh, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like exceptionally hard. I didn't think so. Maybe just a really good shot in VR, but like one hundred twenty-two thousand owners, three thousand five hundred sixty-eight achievers. This is a silver trophy, and uh, I got this on uh, November fourth, twenty seventeen. Apparently. And, uh, yeah, I don't really pat myself on the back for that one, but it is—it isn't a surprise that that's an ultra-rare trophy because, I mean, it took a little bit of effort, and VR Worlds was like a free thing that came with the VR headset, but most people didn't fucking really dick around much of it. I did because it was I found it fun. Um, Jake? Uh, so my next most
1: rare trophy is from a game that nobody played, or... I feel like nobody played it, but there's you know, a half a million 50, people, owners, or a quarter million on quarter of a million people on PSN profiles that quote unquote own this game, and that is for Little Big Planet carding, which was if any uh, younger listeners that weren't necessarily engaged in the PS3 generation, they they made a carding game for in the Little Big Planet universe, yeah, and it was actually pretty fun. But like nobody played it. Nobody cared about it. It was just kind of dead in the water. And so I got the trophy called Get Gathering, which is a trophy where you have to have four people. You invite four people to a party to do a four-person multiplayer carding match. So not like randos online. You have to invite people to do this match. And I only have this trophy because one time – my brother and I decided like, oh let's let's do it and like our you know, you know, neither of us were married at the time, I don't think. This is twenty thirteen, yeah, neither of us were married at the time. So it was like me and my brother and our now wives, we we got in and we did this like we just did a match of this little big planet carding and we ended up getting this trophy. I didn't even know we, I didn't do it for the purpose of getting this trophy. It just we popped just saw fun. And I was just like, Oh, well, I guess, you know I got this now.
0: we have got more cred <laughs> now, man. Yeah, who would have thought we'd be talking about it today? So weird. Um, All right, moving forward into uh, the next one on my list is uh, Tempest Neminem Mene. And I was promoted to Master Sergeant in Sina Mora X on May 27th, 2018. This game was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. I played through it. I beat it. And uh, these are some games maybe... This is also a cool reason to do this because these are games that we've obviously played but we don't really give any love to on the show. Um, just an interesting way to show and, and not even really flex, but just like neat that you can find this stuff and track it. I, I, I didn't remember even playing this game until I saw the trophy here. Um, 292 people have this trophy in the world. Uh, I'm one of them. So it's ultra rare. It's a gold trophy. That's... Uh, strangely enough, percentage-wise, though, it is not my rarest trophy nice yeah Jake what's your I don't know what this one's called I, there's like a thing there when I did the screenshot it's something hero
1: so it's uh, so I the reason I know this is because it's so funny to me that I have this trophy because I didn't get it my wife did and it's, <laughs> I was uh, hoping it was you <laughs> It's called uh, – it, it's Zumba Hero, oh which is – there was a – we had this Zumba, <laughs> this Zumba dance game for PS3.
0: <laughs> That's your and, most rare trophy.
1: And she was – for a while, it was like she was just doing this for, for exercise. Yeah. She was playing this Zumba game and uh, it's my most rare trophy and it is – I would say by far the most rare trophy on both of our lists. Yeah, it is. It's it's 1.86% of people have this trophy and it's just – you complete all the 45-minute intermediate Zumba classes. so fucking ridiculous. And so I don't really have a lot to say about this because I didn't necessarily earn it. But uh, it's a pretty
0: rare trophy to have on my profile. Jake is Zumba master apparently according to PSN profiles. That makes me so happy. Um, I just have one other one, I believe, and this is the last one, and a 2.82% trophy, and this one's a little better. This is just straight-up pinball arcade. There's a table on there called the Tales of of the Arabian Nights. Great pinball machine, if you've never played it. I am a Tales master, which means I've done everything on it, uh, all the trophies for that specific pinball machine. Not easy to do, I promise you. I probably put hours and hours into this. I got this December 27th, 2014. 139,544 owners, only 3,936 achievers, bringing me to a 2.82% silver trophy completion. So, very cool. Those are fun. We should do more of these maybe. Uh, I, I just thought the ultra rare trophies would probably be the most fun, right? I don't know what else we could use this site, this site for to maybe speak on some of the other games that we play, Jake, but it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I You know what's funny is that like I've been looking Okay. Dude, that's so wild. I was one of my one of the trophies I'm the most proud of getting is Diablo? the platinum for Doom 2016. And I was like, how is this not One of the trophies on my list, because according to PSN Pro, so here's what's fucking weird. I'm sorry. This is this is this is what's kind of throwing me around, throwing me back and forth here. Have you ever noticed how? So, like on PSN profiles, if I look up Doom, the 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 platinum trophy is called Thy Flesh Mm Consumed, and Right beside the Platinum Trophy, it says 10.74%. No, that That's fucking impossible. There's no way 10% of people got the Platinum in this game. One of the trophies is beating the first mission on, like, whatever the fuck the most difficult, like, Uber Demon or whatever the fuck the most difficult difficulty is. And it's literally impossible. I only was able to do it by, <laughs> by exploiting a glitch in the map.
0: Maybe that's how and everybody else did it.
1: I guess, but here's the thing is like when I hover – have you noticed this? When you like hover over a trophy, it changes the rarity. Mm -mm. I don't know what this means. Well, we need to look into it. Because like it says 10.74% rare, right? But when I hover over it, it shows a little triangle and it says ultra rare 1.2%. So I don't know what that means.
0: Well, you better do some digging on your own, Tom. Figure that out. <laughs> Figure that out. Jake. I guess. We have a section called Games We've Been Playing. It's been a big, big release. Uh, recently, Sony first-party IP came out, God of War Ragnarok. I picked it up. I've been playing it. Jake. That's all I have to say. If you've been playing it, I'd like to give just a general non-spoiler first impression of the game. Not spoiling it at all. Um, very vague. Uh, but what what have you been playing?
1: I mean, I've been playing God of War also since mm, Wednesday
0: morning, I guess. Okay, Well, we're not going to be assholes to our listeners and spoil anything. But what I would like to say about this game is it's exactly what I expected and I'm not at all disappointed by the game I haven't had any glitches on it it runs smooth as butter on performance mode it doesn't seem like a PS5 game at all to me I'll say that it, as far as uh, not, this isn't a spoiler the first God of War you had these fucking channels you had to walk through to get to new maps and stuff And we were hoping that you didn't have to fucking do that in this game. You still have to do that. And uh, the portals and stuff There's still that ethereal world that you have to travel through to get to the next level. Which opens up opportunity for dialogue and shit. I get it. But it just seems like... And there's a lot of... Here, let's squeeze through this tight space so we can load the next part of the map. A lot of that shit going on. Um, Gameplay's fun so far. I'm good with it. And uh, honestly though, and we're gonna get to a news point about this, I, I really feel like last of us and the last of now, I'm not through the game. I'm maybe like eight hours in. Um, the last of us and last of us two, right? Very clearly, different fucking games. Um, God of War, God of War Ragnarok, right now for me, very much the same fucking game. Personal opinion. Not bad, still really good, but feels like the same fucking game to me. That's my initial impression and I'm subject to change. I think it's fine. I'm not – I don't at all regret purchasing it. It's fucking good. But it, it doesn't feel like it's doing anything new to me. So
1: my opinion is that I like it way more than I was expecting to. Wow. And I
0: was Because you, your expectations were like not super excited about the game
1: yeah, I forgot how good the game feels to play mm-hmm. and like how I also forgot how hard the combat is yeah I love especially the in an early game mm-hmm. uh, it's and I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's like you know I, I might just be bad at fucking video games mm-hmm. but like, it is challenging. You got to like learn all of the dodging and the controls are are completely competent. But some of this stuff is a little bit different than what you're okay. used to. Like for me, you know, think about something like dodging,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? I'm, for, if, if like you're going to pin me down and say, what is the default command for dodging an attack? Right. Oh, it's like pressing a direction and pressing circle. Mm-hmm. That's what I would assume a dodge would be. Right. Right, but in this game, you have to double tap X in a direction, which now that I'm in like for jumping over things and traversing the environment and doing platforming, Let's you press circle. circle and it's it's weird like I don't know why they chose this button mapping mm-hmm. but I'm kind of used to it now and it's fine. I'm like four hours in yeah, and uh you know, I I but I do agree with you. And there's there's very it's very obvious that this was a PS4 game, mm-hmm. and just just based on the fact that like there's all these there's like a million and one different little areas where you have to like you know sneak through a, lift a the tight space, so you can or, crawl under, yeah, or or lift 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 the tree so Atreus can go under, or mm-hmm. you know run through the fucking. Uh, you know, run across the branches of the Yggdrasil or whatever. Uh, and <clears throat> I'm sorry. And uh, but I will say I, I am pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And I am really excited to keep playing it. I mean, for those of you that don't know, like, you know, there's no spoilers here or whatever, but it's it's been getting phenomenal reviews. Like it's literally like the only Elden Ring has gotten higher reviews this year, uh, outside of God of War mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Oh, it's so, fucking great. The game's great. So, so I'm I'm really excited to play more of it. But I do understand like the flot like the the idea. It it totally makes sense to me that people would would look at this and play this and be like. It's the same game. Like you could literally play, if you played God of War 2018 and then played this back to back, there might, if you're playing it on PS5, you might notice like a, you know, 60 frames, maybe it runs a, or looks a little bit, there's mm-hmm. higher resolution or whatever, but they look like the same game. And they play like the same game, which is fine. I don't know that I would necessarily consider your reference to the Last of Us necessarily accurate because the Last of Us and the Last of Us Part Two were like ten years apart. Sure. Whereas, like this game came out, God of War came out four years ago. Right. The original remake, twenty eighteen, whatever the hell you yeah. want to say. So they're still technically. I would say that they're they're technically built on the same generation. Sure. Yeah, even yeah, though yeah, this you. is a even though this is like literally a PS5 game. I think that they could have done more with this and made it more PS5 friendly. Not released it on PS4, but I understand the whole philosophy of like not leaving your player base behind and mm-hmm. all this kind of dumb shit. But jump up. Um, but I don't know. I uh, I am really enjoying it so far, and I hope that. People, everyone else, really likes it. Yeah. I will say, I'm not like a big fan of the 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 menus, the inventory menus. Yeah, I, I don't they like drive them; me kind of crazy a little bit. I, I don't understand why. Like it's it's very there there's like the the UI in games now is so weird. Like I don't like I'd almost rather go back to like 20 years ago when they just gave us fucking lists. Mm-hmm. But like. It's there's something weird about it. How it's like it's not necessarily obvious to navigate
0: and stuff. But and I, the skill menus I mean, and the skill a, trees and stuff. Yeah, right. All yeah, that stuff is, I mean, could have been overhauled a little bit. I, not that, maybe it was. It's a small gripe. Yeah, and I guess my my only reason I compared it to the Last of Us is that it was a Sony IP, right? And uh, I think there was probably a little bit of a push to get this game, not this game specifically, but to get another God of War in the fucking machine and get it out when the first one did so well. I think that they knew they were, they were leaving money on the table for every little bit of time that they didn't. Um, the other thing about these games and, uh, I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a fucking dunce when it comes to all of this shit, like, uh, flagan, blah burger, blah, 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 all these fucking Greek terms and whatever, right? I'm an idiot. And you start throwing words in in a game that I can't fucking pronounce because I, when I read them, my head, my brain breaks because they're spelled weird and they're like Nordic or whatever they are. Like it kind of throws a wrench in my understanding of what the fuck's going on. Um, I get confused, and I think this happened with another game recently that I played that I didn't really I didn't care for the story, and I think it's it's sitting with me. Like I get the gist of it, but when they start talking in this game about the different locations and you, you, there's the Bifrost and then there's the Winter. This is spoiler free. Bifrost and then Winter and then all these different things in different locations. And then it's just kind of confusing because I think there's a little bit of time travel and then there's also world traveling and then there's also like um, this crazy overarching story that it, that isn't exactly understandable. And it's just like, okay, like the first game, this, this is a spoiler for the first game. The premise was that you're just trying to fucking take your mother's ashes and pour them off the highest mountaintop, right? And it's like, okay, there's a story there. I still don't fucking understand what I'm doing eight hours in. Like, I'm not sure what we're trying to accomplish. Um, I don't know. It's just me, maybe. Maybe it's just falling short on me. I don't know. I don't know. Jake, you got an opinion on the story, part two? Like it or leave it? Uh, I mean,
1: I, I, like I said, I'm only about... Four hours in, so you know the story is still a little bit fresh. I mean, obviously, yeah. it seems like there's a. I mean, this isn't a spoiler because it's in all the promotional material, but it seems like there's you know some kind of conflict, and then they kind of alluded to this in the first game. There's like a an impending conflict with Odin, and you know, in the first game, you you fuck up. Uh, I I don't want to spoil the first game, even if you guys haven't played it yet. But but uh, it's. I don't know. I mean I am not necessarily into the story for the overarching (coughs) – excuse me, overarching goal of the main characters so much as Kratos and Atreus' relationship with each other. So like I'm more invested in what's happening with that relationship and like their interactions with Brock and Sindri and like all these like – ancillary characters like the character to character interaction to me is way more interesting than the The purpose uh the the whole point of the story right you know it's like obviously you have to have a bad guy you have to have a main objective you have to have a mountain to climb all this kind of stuff but but like it's the same thing with something like the last of us right i mean the story in that game is really less about it's less about the where you're taking Ellie and more about Ellie and Joel's relationship. Mm-hmm. So I feel the same way about this. And I, there's dude Kratos. I, I forgot how just sometimes how fucking funny Kratos is. Yeah. Like there, there's just these, there are these moments where, and he's not like trying to be funny or anything, but there are the, just these moments where he's just so like, He just delivers these like single word answers, very literal, just just like to the point. Yeah, Yeah. yes, especially when he's talking to like uh, like Sindri or somebody Mm -hmm. who's for those of you that don't know, it's like this this NPC character that you deal with a lot in the first and second game. He's like a like a dwarf blacksmith kind of character, and uh, just some of the interactions between them and the interactions between him and Mimir and stuff. It's just it's. It's uh, it's it's gold because it's so like dry and deadpan yeah. and like I, I I don't know I like it but I I will say that like I'm I'm pretty intrigued by the change in environments a little bit especially um, the first realm you go to outside of Midgard and I won't spoil it but it's it's an environment that you haven't seen before like you didn't see it all in 2018. So it's it's really interesting to be able to to see kind of some new locales and stuff yeah. in this game and even like the Atreus kind of comments on cuz he's never been to this mm-hmm. realm before he comments on like how different it is from what they're used to and it's um
0: it's cool. Yeah. The mini puzzles I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. The collectibles, the little looking there's always something hiding somewhere. You can always go off the beaten path and find something and it's simple enough. And uh, I, I think the puzzles are starting to get a little more complex the more I've been playing it. But um, I like the game. I, I didn't mean to come out of the gates ragging on it, but uh, ragging on Ragnarok. But I, I, it's one of those things where it's just like I just it, – it, clearly people uh, are getting what they expected and what they wanted, right? They didn't have to reinvent the wheel here. They had such a winning combination with the first God of War release. They knew not to fuck with it too much. And they were probably on a little bit of a tighter timeline. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, I'm glad uh, that it's out. And uh, I have a lot of story to go. So I'm real excited to play that. Let's move on to the news this week. So um, we've been having semi-longer podcasts. And uh, we're going to whip through this news relatively fast, I think, is the plan. There's not really a whole lot going on here, but as a follow-up to my rant on having games spoiled, we were talking about God of War Ragnarok. Push Square posted an article about games being spoiled directly on your console if you have a game downloaded. The PlayStation, if it's connected to the internet, will pull up user content in the form of YouTube videos and other content, maybe game clips. If those videos have thumbnails that contain spoilers, those thumbnails can get imported directly onto your PlayStation and right in front of your eyes, even if you're like trying to avoid them. Um, so it's called the Explore tab, and it will show all types of different content on current games that you're currently playing. So be careful with this shit. Because God of War Ragnaroks out, and uh, just be careful. And I hate the fact that this does this. And there should be a way to disable it. There might be. I don't know. Any opinions on that, Jake?
1: It's. I mean, it's. This is just one of those things that, you know, you don't expect. Like, like how how could you think about this, right? If you're Sony and you're developing this platform, you're just like, oh, I just want to f- serve to my customer. For like uh, media that might interest them, based on regarding
0: what the game, yeah,
1: and uh, you know, the problem is just that people are dicks and they make YouTube videos where these and they show like where a where thumbnail, they put fucking spoilers in the thumbnails, and it's just coincidentally this is happening, yeah, and so, you know, for me, dude, I those cards that pop up whenever you're when you get on your PS5, mm-hmm. I. I never use them, like, and I to the point where like I I ignore them to the point where I don't even notice them anymore. Yeah, like I don't even I couldn't even tell you the last time I read one of those cards. It's it's just me. I get it. Like I wish there was a way to t- put your PS5 in like PS4 mode, airplane mode. <laughs> if or that something. makes any sense, where you could like. Not necessarily take it offline, but just just remove all of this social shit off of it. Like I don't care about it. Like I don't want you to feed me user generated content. I don't want you to feed me fucking you know uh, whatever the the little help cards are and all that stuff. I don't want you to tell me what fucking quest I'm on. I don't care about any of that. Like like it does that thing where it's like, oh, you're twenty percent of the way through your current quest. Like I don't fucking care about any of that. Like give me like the give me like the fucking jitterbug mode, where it's like you know, start game, stop game, on off console, Netflix. That's all I want on my fucking PlayStation. Yeah, I, I, it can look still. It can look like the PS Five. I think the UI looks really clean and everything moves really good. Yeah, I just don't care about all this user generated content because the problem is is like now like. They just completely got rid of themes, so they can shove all this shit in your face. Mm-hmm. Like if they like to me, it's like you should have the option to just say remove all this stuff. Now I can put a theme on, and I don't have to worry about that
0: stuff. Yeah, make it sleeker but, or something. Make it like a simple mode. Yeah, a safe mode. Yeah, I don't safe mode like I mean, old Windows. Yeah, safe mode. Can I, well, maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe
1: they're thinking that like the, maybe they have some data that says that they make more money based on serving you this stuff than they do on something like selling you themes. It's possible. It's possible, man. I don't know. But I will say that I'm not one of those people that's like so, you know, my freaking I'm not so twisted up about it that I'm like calling for them to delete everything and all the stuff and Yeah telling them they're stupid and everything but to me it's like i care so little about it that like now it just literally my eyes glaze over and i don't see any of it i couldn't tell you the last thing i saw yeah even though it served to me like every it single fucking day towards it yeah because i just completely ignore it yeah so i i don't know but it must work on some people
0: well it does suck that some people are having games spoiled this way and uh i don't like you said it's not it's not directly the intent of sony to spoil games but i mean bitches be bitches and uh you know, people are going to spoil shit for you. So put the blinders on, man. Go go, uh, go, under the radar on this God of War shit and get it played, buy it, get through it. And uh, that's all I got to say. It's why I'm plowing through it. Next news point is uh, an interesting one and relevant to our podcast last episode Remedy Entertainment. We talked about them. They said they were working on multiple projects. Um, and the developers confirmed Control 2. Is happening. I don't remember, Jake. If you ever played Control, but the the, the Control Two is going to use the Northlight engine, and uh, a publishing agreement with Five Hundred Five Games has been signed. Remedy has a budget of fifty million euros, which is a ton of fucking money um, to make this game. Uh, they've been uh, they, this is part of the agreement, and Remedy retains the IP for Control. Um, and 505 Games indicated that Control is the biggest investment 505 Games has ever made. So it has a special place in our hearts. That's a, I don't know if that's a big gamble or not. Like Alan Wake remastered didn't do super great, I don't think. Uh, it's in the same universe. The original Control did really well. Did you play the first Control? I did not, but I really want to
1: play it. I mean, I, I think it looks great, and I know that a lot of people really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, $50 million, if I'm not mistaken, euros. is roughly, or sorry, euros, is roughly like twice what they paid for the first one. Maybe. So it is, you know, they are ramping up the investment, but when you consider things like inflation and stuff like that, is it really that much more? probably not. I mean, it is more definitely. But I wouldn't sit here and say that like, oh, they're paying, you know, five times as much right. for the next game or whatever. So, I think they just saw that even though they 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 didn't sell like a million gazillion copies of this game, it was profitable because people really liked it. And so I'm Really, I really do want to play this game, and I do think that I will play it at some point. I just haven't gotten to it. I mean, I have every opportunity because it's on, uh, you know, the PS Plus Extra or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, I just haven't gotten to it. And this to me seems like one of those games that would be a perfect backlog game if I'm between yeah. games or something like I
0: that. I did a takeaway video on this on our YouTube site and remember how we were just talking about God of War and how I didn't really understand the story so far? Yeah. <laughs> Control was the fucking game that I had no clue what was even happening. And it... Well, it's like... Remedy games are kind of like Kojima games. Yeah, dude. That like,
1: Control is like so confusing. You, Everything that's going on, you love what's happening, but you have no fucking idea what's going you on. You can't in the even story. follow it. It's <laughs> like, like, I don't
0: even know why this is happening or where yeah. I, why I'm going where I'm going. Um, control was a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. And uh, I remember I had to pull up some sort of walkthrough just to know where to go next. It's like one of those games it's not quite a, a like a Metroidvania style game where like but at the same time it's easy to get fucking lost in this game. I remember the HUD not being super great or the map features or something like you couldn't, you couldn't put like waypoints or something on the map like it was just like really like cool game don't get me wrong if you're curious you can watch my takeaway video on YouTube about Control but uh yeah man I I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It just didn't resonate with me, I think, the way that it resonated with a lot of other people. So, all right, next news point Dragon Age Absolution. Not a video game, it's an animated uh, six episode series. And if you're interested in Dragon Age Dreadwolf, Netflix has released a trailer for this animated series and the quality of this trailer looks really good. It looks really well done and it totes the Bioware name on it. So the series is going to contain six episodes, like I mentioned, and it will be releasing on December 9th. And while I have no interest in Dreadwolf, this looks good enough that like, I think I might just watch it because it, it like is a standalone thing because it looks really cool. And, uh, I don't know that you have to know anything about Dragon Age to watch this thing. Uh, The voice – the VO work is fantastic. The animation style looks really cool. Um, Maybe if I watch this, it might put a little wild hair in me to maybe want to watch Dreadwolf or play Dreadwolf. I don't know. I didn't really like Inquisition, but I didn't know they were even making this. Jake, did you know about this?
1: I did not. Um, I'm watching – Sort of the trailer for it right now. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks interesting. I mean, if it's if it's as good as some of these other video game adapted you know uh, animated series that have come out recently, like like Castlevania and Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk and stuff, then that's dope. I mean, I I think the Dragon Age is a cool universe. Bioware makes great universes. They do. I just. There was a lot of gameplay issues with Inquisition that threw me off. The story of was actually really good in Inquisition. Game. Yeah, the story was fine. It was just all this, like, you know, resource management shit that made the game twice as long as it needed to be. And, and yeah, I. So.
0: The combat sucked. I'd be in curious that game. to see.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was very, very BioWare. <laughs> you know, I. It, I felt That's like I was playing like, like Age of, of
0: Empires while in the combat for this game. Like you can controlling like- Yeah,
1: you have to like just like hold you just like hold down buttons, you don't like actually you're not like actively engaging. I mean you are, it's like it's like active combat, but it's not like as button mashy as a normal action right. you know, RPG or whatever. So if they rework combat in Dreadwolf,
0: I, I think it might be worth looking into.
1: Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see how Dreadwolf comes out. But this I mean it looks cool. So Hopefully it's good.
0: Something to maybe something to watch on Netflix here in December, um, if you have Netflix. That is obviously and uh, follow up on this. There there is there's there was some uh, talk about this game. This is a Chinese open world action game, and there was a seven minute trailer out of nowhere for this game. It's called Project The Perceiver, and the trailer has faced praise and some criticism, the trailer itself uh, you know, both praise and criticism alike, uh, indicating it looks a lot like Ghost of Tsushima. It looks like a clone almost of that game. Uh, But there's plenty of gameplay in this trailer and it it looks different enough to me and there are parts of this trailer that feel like there's a little bit of fantasy involved. Like one of the swords, the guy pulls out, looks like a sword from final fantasy at one point towards the end of the trailer. And was like, I don't know if that's a dream sequence or what that is, but I kind of, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate what I'm seeing. Um, anything on this Jake?
1: It looks cool. I mean, there are some things where it's like very clearly just yoinked out of ghost of Tsushima. Like the, like there's like a, of a clear shot in this trailer where it's like a dueling sequence between two people. And it just looks like a duel from Ghost of Tsushima with the freaking uh, Kurosawa filter put on. And so, like, I can understand people's criticisms in that regard. But that said, I feel like the combat looks different enough that I am kind of interested in it it looks faster it looks a little bit more um uh like you said almost supernatural kind of like there's some there's some weirdness to it that makes it look a little bit maybe not as
0: grounded they they uh some of the articles i saw in this game they've compared the combat to maybe like sekiro
1: and there's like this weird shit going on where like the main character is, is running around and, like, the world is just bending around him and shit, like, at the end of the trailer. It's really, really bizarre. Um, so I feel like this game is going to be a lot more supernatural than anything that the Ghost of Sh- because Ghost of Tsushima was, was, like, a straight-up, like – I don't want to say realistic, but it was, like, gr- a grounded – Samurai movie. Samurai action game, right? And so – The one thing that I will say is that there was a a section in this trailer where I – it looks good. It looks really good but there was this one part where the main character like goes across a bridge and it's like there are like a few enemies and they're just like all standing there while he's just beating up on one enemy. And I don't know if they just did this because it would look good but it kind of – looked like maybe there was a little bit of jank to it. I don't know. But I would say that generally, especially being a Chinese game, and we haven't really gotten a lot of those, I think that this looks really good. I, I, I don't have any complaints about what I'm seeing with this, other than the the few like minor complaints that I've mentioned so far. Yeah,
0: I agree. Well, we'll have to wait and see what, what this turns into. But yeah, very cool. If you guys want to check out that trailer again, the game's called Project The Perceiver. Moving on... Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue has now been confirmed as a PSVR 2 launch game. Now, I know that the 15th, I will be getting an opportunity to pre-order my PSVR 2, and I will be doing that. Um, But uh, just an FYI, for anyone else who's interested, uh, the list grows a little bit. And I don't know anything about the Hello Neighbor games, but it's not really on my list of things that I'm interested in. Um, But I hear there's a little bit of a horror element to this one um, this version of the game or whatever. So let's move forward. And, uh, this was really funny too, because we've been talking about games being packaged, discs being packaged with games, right? And this is Harkening back to Ragnarok because that was the really big release in the Special Edition, the Collector's Edition. It's hilariously relevant because it's just like things get mixed up very easily. Um, copies of God of War Ragnarok, the Collector's Edition, are actually missing the game. And by game, I mean the download code. So the, C- the Collector's Edition version of God of War were supposed to ship with a download code for the game. And a bonus download code for extra content. And they came like little postcards. This game is shipping with two postcards, as it should. But both postcards are a download code for the DLC. Like the bonus stuff for the game. Not the actual game download code. And uh, this sounds like an error at the manufacturing company somebody fucking screwed up somewhere but it just seems like what is the answer like like what is the fucking answer like in this situation they didn't include the disc they gave a download code but they didn't ship the postcard with the download code so it's like what the fuck like just fucking figure it out already it's hilarious to me
1: manufacturing error defect it's uh, as long as they're rectifying it i it's fine I mean it's – these things happen in manufacturing. It it could be possible that like there was an employee on the line that wasn't trained properly and so versions of the game were going out that didn't have these cards included or something. I mean these things happen. As long as as Sony is rectifying it and they're making it right, I mean – I'm totally fine with it. I mean, I've worked in enough manufacturing environments in my job to understand, like the like how the assembly line situation. Well, just to under like I just like it's it's um it's to me seeing what I've seen, it is unbelievable that we don't have more issues like this. (laughs) Like I feel like it, like literally, we should be dealing with this shit all the time, and the fact that we're not is amazing. Yeah. So keep that in mind before you throw too
0: much shade. Yeah. Hey, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just reporting the news, Mr. Peters. All right. Additionally, did you hear that there was a Korean IGN, a a Korean IGN, so uh, reviewer for their uh, their site, and uh, they gave God of War Ragnarok a six out of ten, essentially saying the game is just should have been DLC and that kind of stuff. But there were translation issues, right? And uh, this person is getting threatened, and some bullshit's going on, and people just need to fucking chill out. Is all. That's it. I don't know right now that I would give God of War Ragnarok a ten, personally.
1: No, I mean, it, I, I don't care if this person gave the game a fucking one out of ten. Yeah, they should not fucking be opinion. Threatened threatened for their opinion of the game right it's ridiculous. I guarantee you that these people that are quote unquote threatening that are allegedly threatening this reviewer I guarantee you that there are opinions that these people have that I do not agree with and everybody has their own opinion like people have a hard time I think sometimes remembering that reviews are opinions yeah they're not it's not objective fact if that's the case then they would be pointless. You would have literally a review that came – like one review would come out and be like God of War is a a 9 out of 10, and everybody in the whole world would say it's a 9 out of 10, period. It's not math, right. Yeah, so like the only way that that this system works is when you have people of differing opinions. For all you know, this IGN reviewer in Korea, they may have gaming tastes that are similar to you or not similar to you. I mean that's the thing about reviewers that a lot of people don't think about is that you really need to look for a group of reviewers that have similar gaming taste to you so that you trust the reviews that they give you. Right. It's not, it's not just straight up like, oh, fucking Metacritic says it's a 94, so it must be good. Right. Chances are if Metacritic says it's a 94 on a game as big as God of War, it probably is a fucking good game. But you know, if you're looking at Elden Ring has a 97 on Metacritic, but you hate From Software games, it's not going to be a 97 to you. Exactly. You're going to have a million and one things to pick out about it. So, to me, the real sad thing about this is that we're in a world where people, people think it's okay can, to threaten people. People think it's okay to threaten somebody over a fucking video game opinion. And I, I just I, – I encourage everybody on the internet, everybody that's listening to this podcast, before you put negative energy out there, whether it's responding to a tweet or anything like that, to just stop, give it 10 minutes, think about it and then decide if you still want to tweet it or not or re- respond or, or whatever. Because chances are most of these things are just gut reactions. You just type it and send and it doesn't matter. Mm. And it's like where if you actually just sat and thought about it for half an hour and you're like, do I really need to say that? Is this really that big of a deal? If it still is, then by all means, do your thing. I think that's fantastic advice,
0: not just for reacting to video game reviews, but to everything. Right?
1: Yeah. And it just, there's so much stuff out it's there. It's a good people life lesson. So, Everybody just has such a short fuse nowadays and they just – because of the nature of the internet and there's no, there's no accountability for anything, mm. people are just like, oh, well, it only takes me two seconds, like a text message to just respond. And for all you know, that response – like your response, even though you maybe didn't even think about it and you're like, you're fucking stupid, like I wish you were dead – I'm not saying that this is what was sent to this guy, but I'm just like, you know, just kind of saying a a random message. This shit happens all the time. Like for all you know, those words, even though you didn't think about it at all before you sent it, like seriously negatively impacted that person's psyche. Yeah. And – it's so it's really it's really sad to see that people think that this type of thing is okay. And this is all, this all piggybacks piggybacks onto like the whole spoiling thing and all that stuff, where it's like, it, just like I, like I said, I mean, before you put any of this negative energy out there, whether it's the internet, whether it's you know talking to a coworker, whether it's anything, just. Think about it for if, – if it's if it's a negative thing, think about it for, I don't know, freaking – I don't even care if it's a minute or two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes, whatever, half hour. Just wait a second before you post it and after you've cooled off, do you still feel that way? Yes. Go ahead and send it. If you don't feel that way, then don't send it. I mean it, I think that it's better for your soul. I'm not one of these people that, that thinks that like – you know, karma is gonna get you and all this all right. stuff, but like, you know, you put out the energy, you get the energy you put out there. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're if you're the type of person that's negative and it acts negative and puts negative energy out there all the time, that's the shit that you're gonna get back. So, like, people are gonna react that way to you as well. So you might as well – It's a real tough cycle to get out effort.
0: of I think for some people because if that's all they know and that's all they do, then that's all they get back and then they're just like, yeah, everything fucking sucks, right? And then it's just like, dude, I, dude you got to change I your attitude. It, man.
1: Dude, there are some times just with – when I get really stressed out at work specifically mm. where I'm just like every single – like I'll get in in like modes where when – anytime anyone comes to talk to me, I just want to fucking bite their head off because I'm stressed <laughs> out and then like i have to sit down for a second and I'll just think about it and be like is it really th- are they really acting differently or am i just upset right and then once i think about it for literally it only takes 5 minutes then i'm like okay it's me i need to like make an effort to curve my reaction a little bit
0: yeah
1: and so I, I guess what I'm saying is that please, for the love of Jeebus, don't <laughs> say stuff like this to people. It, it it really is. Everybody's going through their own thing. Nobody needs you to push them this way. If if they if they literally if they seriously deserve your criticism, then feel free to give it to them. But there's no reason to threaten somebody over a fucking video game. Remember that. It's a video game. It's not like they killed your dog. It's not like, you know, they burned your house down. They said that a game that you like, they didn't like that much.
0: I don't also understand. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, we, we just need to move on. I'm going to. I'm going to put that aside for now. But, yeah, we could talk about that for a while. I think we're all on the same page here. Hopefully our listeners are as well. Thank you for the edumacation, Jacob, and the life lessons. The golden rule. All right, let's go to uh, the next news story, which I think is hilarious. And I stumbled on this on Push Square. And uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken is making the podcast today. And this is how good their advertising was. And it's still working because now we're talking about them. And uh, they did a really clever thing. And uh, it circulated around the internet. And it was uh, two billboards, I'm guessing, close to like a train train station or something. And uh, the first billboard is a big advertisement for God of War Ragnarok. And then the very next one, um, looking left to right, is a Kentucky Fried Chicken advertisement on a big billboard. And it's an arrow... Pointing to the God of War Ragnarok billboard and it says, and that's why there's KFC delivery. (laughs) And they (laughs) tweeted this and they said, think we timed this one well. We're not sorry, PlayStation UK, God of War Ragnarok, hashtag. And it's just a really fucking funny picture um, because gamers can probably relate to that. So first of all,
1: I haven't had KFC in a long time. Yeah. But is fucking terrible as it is for you i think it's really good and second i know you're you're a vegetarian so you don't relate but
0: um, i haven't had it in like 28 years so yeah it's
1: just it's just gross ass fried chicken that just it makes you feel good for like half an hour and then you want to kill yourself yeah um but like i love when companies do this i love when they like get out of the whole serious marketing thing and they just like like to me cause it's fun. this is one of those things Playful. this is one of those things where it's like KFC could have required that Sony you know give them some marketing kickback to play along or right. whatever but no they're just like we're going to fucking you know we're going to you know high tide rises all boats thing you know what i mean we're gonna kind of meme this out a little bit and and just kind of make kind of a funny mm-hmm. and people will see this and they'll be like, oh, that's funny, you know. I fucking love video games and I love fried chicken, so I'm gonna get both. Um, I don't know. This is really cool. I mean, there really isn't a lot to say about it, but I I really enjoy when when companies do stuff like this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I like it as well. So. This next one, you guys know I like board games. It's not video game related, but it is. Um, I'm a big fan of board games, and I like to get some social time with my friends that way. And uh, The Last of Us now has a board game coming, and it's on Kickstarter. To be clear, Naughty Dog isn't making the game, nor is PlayStation. So people are like, why does this game need a fucking Kickstarter? It's actually a board game company, I believe, who are making it. Um, and now I would say the risk level is pretty low. I mean, you put out a game about The Last of Us, it's probably going to do well, especially with the HBO series coming. But there is a Kickstarter nonetheless. Whether you agree with it or not, it's out there. The game is called The Last of Us Escape the Dark. And I believe it's a pretty fair price for what you're getting. And and I've purchased board game stuff on Kickstarter and all that. And uh, it looks interesting, and it's a riff on an already existing game titled Escape the Dark. So this just has The Last of Us, uh, you know, preceding, um, Escape the Dark. So it's called last, The Last of Us Escape the Dark, and it's very much like the game Escape the Dark if you've played it. Um, it is officially licensed by PlayStation, and, uh, as of this, as of today, when I last checked, they have already raised five times their goal of what they wanted on Kickstarter. So they, they've raised like over half a million dollars for this thing. And, uh, the Kickstarter is going to end on December 3rd and it's $77 for a standard pledge and it's 117 bucks for a collector's edition pledge and uh, if you're interested in that kind of shit um, I don't know if they're if, if this is going to actually ever go retail or if this is the only way to pick up a copy um, just an FYI if you like it, I wanted to throw it out there for the listeners um, a lot of these Kickstarter things are, are one-offs and uh, you either get in or you don't and then Buying it aftermarket is really fucking tough. I don't know if this is that way. But uh, if it is, mm. just do, do your own research on it. I did enough for you to tell you it's out there. Jake, any opinion on this? It actually looks cool, the way it plays.
1: Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about uh, – like I'm not really a big board game guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's – I think that stuff like this is just even cool from a collector's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I as long as it's got the approval of Naughty Dog, which I have to imagine it does, Sony owns The Last of Us, so it's not like they would just let this fucking be developed if it wasn't. Yeah, Naughty Dog were tweeting some them. shit
0: about this, yeah.
1: So, and, and it does, you know, Naughty Dog it is in the trailer on Kickstarter, and it it is in the trailer, it also listed as a Sony officially licensed product. So. I, I mean, awesome if it's if it's fun to play, it I love stuff like this, these, these little things where it's like this is the type of additional content for a game or something that I think is really cool because it doesn't necessarily drive the content into the ground
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like whereas if you get like too many seasons of a TV show or something, if you get like this little side game or something, even if you don't really love games, it like acts as a little, almost a little collectible kind of thing. And if you are into games, then who knows? You might find something you really like there.
0: Yeah, so I agree. It's pretty cool. Very, very. Now, cool. Now, I will
1: say, I will say, I to this day, I don't know if I ever mentioned this. Excuse me on the podcast, but I think that board games are so fucking expensive. <laughs> I don't know if I am the only one that thinks that. Yeah, but like. Dude, I've I've looked at board games just like out of curiosity. I'm like, oh this looks kinda cool or whatever, you know, like um like the Space Hulk board game I always oh, thought yeah. it looks kinda neat. Expensive as shit. And it's like, oh, hundred and fifty dollars for this fucking board game, it's like oh man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah.
0: A lot but, of times uh, those two like it's cool though. They require other people too to be on board. For so sure. Unless it's a game that you can just fucking sit down and play by yourself, you're always taking a risk buying a bigger game. You know, because right. the older you get, the harder it is. As I'm learning, and my brother's I mean, learning.
1: I mean, it's no different than things like uh, miniature battle games and sure. stuff. When I was a kid, I, there was a couple of different miniature battle games that I used to be really into. Um, and by the time you get all the miniatures and all the you know the dice and the the rule books and everything like that, I mean, you're talking hundreds of dollars. But. Uh, Not to mention, if you have to build a table or something, and you gotta, you know, you want to buy all the little terrain pieces, the little fucking pieces of like moss and shit, and and then you turn into me, and you want to
0: fucking paint everything. You gotta buy all the paint, the fucking paint brushes, all that bullshit.
1: It's one of those, like like those type those types of games are one of those things that I'm just like so nostalgically positive on. But like as an a, like an active adult, I have very little patience for. Yeah, if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. They just they just makes they take so long to play. Yeah, like if they made a game like, uh, what's the game that we played that was all the miniatures and you you had them with like the click bases and the fucking they had all the heroes. Hero and stuff escape and, like that. Here Escape. So that game is awesome. I really enjoy it. There's a HasLab but for that like, right
0: now. They're, they're releasing it again if they hit the thing. Hasbro. That's
1: fucking cool, first of all. But second of all, like... They need to make these games where they can make a bite-sized version. And I know that you can do... It's all down to who's playing and how much you're going to argue about the rules and all this kind of stuff. But like... If they could make a version of it where you could do like skirmishes that only take an hour or two hours, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then I'm all in. But it's like a lot of these games you get in and it's like fucking four hours later and you're still not done. And it's like one mission of a big-ass campaign and it's just – it gets to be too much for me. You have to play
0: with like-minded people that just want to fucking play the game and get through it and just sit down and have fun. So like – and you got to make sure that everybody is there to play the game and it, like playing the game isn't isn't the side thing, right? It's not social fucking hour and we're – I'm just going to fucking do a game thing whenever it's my turn, right? Like you have to fucking be invested. I've learned this and uh, it's very important that you don't get distracted at the game table and when it's your fucking turn, you take your turn. And you're not busy talking about something, sidebarring with somebody, and then everybody's fucking like this. Oh, it's my turn. Yes, it's your fucking turn. Go, dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's got to be- fucking be in, and when everyone's in, the games can go smooth. But you got to find the right crew, and that's tough. The older you get, like I mentioned earlier. So, and uh, you know, I, I mean, there's 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 a time and a place. I think for leisure gaming, like Scrabble and fucking Sorry and stuff, but if you're playing any of these fucking games that are somewhat rule-heavy and, uh, you know, story-driven, and, you know, the last thing you want are, like, fucking five drunk people sitting around a table because it's just never going to happen. Like, the game's not going to get played well. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's my personal experience. Um, but it is always fun to get a lot of people together. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Cars and Dirt. Cars and Dirt. EA. Project Cars. What's that?
1: Project Cars. Yeah,
0: Project Cars. Yeah. Project Cars and Dirt. Both those series are being canceled by EA. So if you were a fan, that sucks. The company behind Project Cars, which is Slightly Mad Studios, was acquired by Codemasters. And nobody knows what they're currently working on. But they are not working on Project Cars. And Dirt is done, apparently. So just an FYI. That sucks because I think
1: people really like – those were both very popular series. Yeah. I mean I'm not going to sit here and say they're doing freaking Gran Turismo numbers or something like that. But they're – like Dirt and Dirt especially has been a series that has been in the gaming sphere for a long time now. I mean it's been a a pretty pretty popular kind of franchise. Mm -hmm. So that sucks for you guys.
0: Yeah. And last point of news before we get close to wrapping things up. N7 day happened, which is the day that Mass Effect is publicly celebrated worldwide. It would have been a great day to release our Mass Effect spoiler cast. But instead, what we got was about a 20, a two-minute, sorry, a two-minute, maybe 20-second video, sorry, 20-second video of a spaceship just kind of hovering in outer space with some uh, that going on. And it was kind of a teaser from the new Mass Effect game they're working on, apparently. And it makes me think about our Mass Effect 2 bonus episode. Jake, are we scrapping this or are we going to do it? We need to do it. I mean, we did the first one. I We played the fucking
1: game. We both played it. We both beat it months ago. We did to just do the episode. I'm gonna have to probably watch a spoiler cast on it just to like make sure that Fresh. I didn't miss something. Yeah, but like, um, yeah, I
0: I'm not playing it again. That's for sure.
1: So here, here's the thing. I think we should do the spoiler cast or the the review of the Last of Us Part Two episode. Um, at the same time, I don't give a shit about this fucking post by BioWare.
0: Yeah, either way,
1: because to me. I don't care about anything that Bioware has to say until they release a game that's good. They haven't released a game that's good in arguably twelve years, thirteen years. When did Mass Effect three come out? A long ass I don't time. Know. I mean, people could people could argue that Dragon Age Inquisition was a decent game, um, but yeah, Mass Effect three came out in March sixth of twenty twelve. That was the last game that they released that I would consider to be a great game. So, and, and I hate when they do this. They feel like like I would have rather than not acknowledge N7 Day than post this shit and have it not mean anything. Like it needs to mean something. They've been doing this shit for like 2 or 3 years now, where they just put some random fucking space noise or a picture of a spaceship that says Mass Effect on it or some other crap online just on on you know November 7th. And it's just – I don't know. I don't care. Like release something.
0: Yeah. I'd like to do something too. But I don't want them to rush anything. It's been a long time like you said. But it's almost like they're scared.
1: Just wait for the fucking – honestly, they, they, should, they should release like a like a Mass Effect animated series. That would be kind of cool. Oh, they, they did that, didn't they? I have it.
0: Yeah. A long time ago? Yep, I have it. I haven't watched it yet, though. It wasn't a series. It was just a Mass Effect It was movie. a movie, right? Yeah, I made a movie, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: that's it, Jake. That's the podcast. We're done. That's all I have. There's no new games announced. Everyone's playing God of War Ragnarok and probably the new Call of Duty. So I don't have anything to say about this week uh, of new games. There's nothing on my list that, like, I can't wait to play. You know, the, we know we're getting uh, Callista Protocol and... Some shit here in December. Uh, But right now, Ragnarok is where it's at. So. Yeah,
1: man. I I don't. I am actually kind of shocked at like how stoked I am to be playing a Sony first party game again. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but it just feels good. Yeah. To play. I agree. Yeah. And it's. You know, it's it's kind of trite just because, like, all of these games are the same. You know, it's like the fucking Sad Dad Simulator or whatever the hell they say about, like, the new Sony first-party stuff. But, like, it's – there's something about it where it's just, like, oh, it's just good. Like, you know it's going to be good. It might be the same kind of formula as the last game you played, maybe a different style. Like God of War versus The Last of Us versus whatever. Uncharted or whatever. But, yeah. like – or 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 um, Spider Man or anything, but it's like you know this game is going to be no less than great. So it's it's pretty cool when you uh, when you sit down and think about it. And dude, I like when I was playing the game, I completely forgot about how fucking sick it is, how sick it feels. When you chuck the Leviathan axe and then you fucking recall it, yeah, and how just dope that feels. It's like yeah, I get it. It's the same as the first game, but fuck man, that is some of the best gameplay shit. If it that isn't broke, don't anyone fix it. Has come up with yeah,
0: yeah. They didn't I mean, have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, I wasn't being. I'm I'm only being critical of the game from the perspective of that it feels like a PS4 game or it looks like a PS4 game. It runs like a PS4. It runs like a PS4 game on a PS5, right? um and uh, it just feels like so much more of the same. I think they're going to throw a couple cool little things at me. I, you know, some surprises. I hope they do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone needs to play this. If you play the first one, you by all means, you have to play this one. And uh, it's a continuation of their story, and it's fucking good. But it's not that next gen fucking Sony first party IP that's just going to fucking blow your mind if. If you've already played the first one, you're going to love the second one. Jake likes it more than the first one. Uh I am right on the same level. as right how for I me to say about like
1: it. I like I mean at this point I haven't beat it so it's yeah. I can't say that I like it more than the first one. I'm just saying that like I am shocked that I that I'm excited as excited as I am after playing it for a few hours. Yeah.
0: So I think I, I probably even, did some shit in it that you haven't done yet and I think I think that's so I I don't I don't recant my statement at all. But they are doing a couple interesting things with it. But it's still it's not so much that it feels like a leap, right? Um it feels very much samey to me. But it's same as good, you know? I fucking get the same pizza from Meninos in town every time I get pizza, I order the exact same fucking thing. It's a margarita pizza, large with the garlic knots. I don't want him to fucking change it. It's what I like, you know? And I'll keep buying it. I'll keep fucking eating it.
1: I, It is kind of great. I will say that I am excited that this is the end of this arc of God of War. Yeah, yeah. I haven't beat it, right? Obviously, I don't know. But they did say that Ragnarok is the end of the quote-unquote Norse saga of God of War. So to me, that says that. Hopefully, God of War is going to go back in the fucking vault for a while after this game. Maybe, maybe San Diego will do something else. Or Santa Monica, I'm sorry, will do something else for their next game before coming back to God of War in, you know, maybe eight or nine years. But I don't know. And the one thing I will say is that, like, God of War 2018 slash Ragnarok, in my opinion, is one of the most um, well-done renditions of Norse mythology in video games. Oh, it's fantastic. A A lot of games have done it. I will say that like, they have a very interesting perspective, especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe how popular it is right now they have a very interesting perspective on the aesthetics of characters like thor and odin Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to spoil anything because i you know if you've seen the trailers you might know what thor and odin look like but it's it's different than i would have expected based on recent experience with those characters characters you know what i mean and uh, I think that's awesome. Like it's it's really cool. Like Odin, like Thor, obviously. You know we have Chris Hemsworth Thor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just the handsome fucking ripped ass dude. And uh, he's not that at all in God of War. But the Thor in Ragnarok fits that universe so well. I agree like it it he fits the story that Santa Monica has made out of the God of War universe how Kratos and Atreus have interacted with the the Norse mythology it it's it's really good i mean i do think that this is a game that warrants a spoiler cast when we're both done with it
0: yeah we'll do one
1: i I'm really interested in, in getting through the game and uh, seeing how things go.
0: Cool. All right. Well, that's it for PS This Is Awesome, episode 249. We are one away from 250. Thanks for tuning in today with us while we uh, talk about PlayStation and, most importantly, God of War Ragnarok. In our initial experience with the game, our, our initial opinions, which are always subject to change until we finish the games. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys and girls. And uh, we will be back next week. Tune in on your preferred platform um, streaming service. And, like always, like Dead Space, Darkest Dungeon, and Dead Nation. P.S. Yes. This is awesome.